got a bit of a <laughs> need a drink dry mouth like a licking, licking a carpet I've got a little bit of apple skin trapped in my badly aligned teeth Oh, is it there? You need to do like a bit of paper like, yeah. in between your teeth. <laughs> Jackass. Um, I was watching a nature program, mm-hmm. and I learnt that a baby bear is called a cub. <laughs> you learnt that? Yeah, I love nature. Mm-hmm. It's the failed rock star club. There we go. Me that you didn't know that's what a baby bear was called before. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I just ah, wanted to um, artistic license. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, welcome everyone to the Found Rockstar Club podcast. It's a podcast that talks to musicians about mental health, positive well-being, um, their journey in music, and a little bit of fashion. Um, so, Jez, where are we, and who are we? Hello, I'm Jez. Jez Dixon, father of two and human being. This is Stephen Bobby Hurdle. Honest. Yep. Uh, we are sort of co-founders of the Failed Rockstar Club. Here we are in Manningtree, Suff- Suffolk. It's Manningtree, Suffolk. Is it Essex? Ooh, Essex. It's right on the border, but so I think we're, we're still in the Essex. Bo- we're in the border, then. It's a CO postcode. That's true, it is CO11. <laughs> to be accurate, that's interesting information, isn't it? <laughs> but that's where we are in uh, the Best Days HQ. Uh, we've just been here, got here early, picked all the orders from what we sold at the mm-hmm. weekend and now we're uh, doing a bit of pod podcasting yep so it's been it's, it was like it's been really good again like over the week people kind of supporting us um and also we've had like lots of emails and messages as well i say lots a few emails and messages about the podcast and what people think and also the merchandise as well which facebook people can see up there Woo! um and podcast people can hear me pointing at it um so yeah, um, www. I said it again, didn't I? <laughs> Bestdaysvintage.co.uk, um, and on there you got the Fad Rockstar Club collection. So if anyone really loves a podcast, wants to support us as a business or as a podcast or as two human beings, um, you're welcome to go on there and have a look and see what you have. Or maybe you just love the ethos of the Failed Rockstar Club, which mm-hmm. is that you're only a failure if you don't try. Yep. Uh, so Jez, I want to move to talk about. Surprise, surprise, how are you getting on with lockdown and the good old coronavirus? This is a weekly feature, how have you been? Yeah. Uh, yeah, good. Well, I've had the week off. Uh, we had a week booked off. We were meant to be going away to like the sort of log cabin in Norfolk for my mm-hmm. daughter's birthday. Yep. Uh, so me and the wife had the week booked off work. And it started off, it was everyone, we were a bit sad because, you know, we weren't going away and thinking about what we were missing out on. Uh-huh. By the end of the week, it was actually, I was much more focusing on the positives and uh, my daughter actually had a really nice birthday. People kind of made, really made an effort, like the local, anyone, any of her friends who were going to come to her party, which we're going to have at the house, they all sort of drove or walked outside the house, left a present and kind of sang happy birthday from the end of the garden party. It was really nice and I I genuinely think this will be a birthday she 
remembers more than she would have if the lockdown wasn't happening. And I'm trying. Been like a normal sort of birthday. Yeah, it would have just been. You know, I'm sure she'd have had fun, but it would have been, I guess, yeah, one that would have been similar to all the other birthdays. So it was meant to be like pajama party or whatever. So we kind of did that with just the family, and yeah, people really made the effort. I guess partly because they're bored and they want something to do, but it was really thoughtful. So I've been trying to focus on the positives of this of this whole situation, which can be hard sometimes, but I've got to spend more time with my kids. And, you know, usually they'd be at school, preschool or whatever, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing more of them. That's nice. So you're, fi- you're nice. finding it okay then, like being at home? Yeah. But it has been, like being off work, not... Like my wife has been working from home, so without her doing that, so it's the two of us parenting, it's so much easier. This, this week it's going to be back to... Splitting the day in half, and I'm looking after the kids on my own in the afternoon. She's doing it in the morning, and it's stress levels going to rise again. But for now, this week it's it's actually been quite quite nice. Just been in the, the weather's been nice as well, which is helping. We've we're lucky enough to have a garden, so it's kind of yeah. I've been getting sunburnt and mildly drunk, and I've actually had quite a good week. How about you? I've been feeling a bit shitty. Mm. <laughs> I thought you might say that. Uh, Why? What do you think that is? I, I think I'm just pretty fucked up individual sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, there I am, sorry. Everyone watching on Facebook, I'm actually trying to get this up on Facebook <laughs> as we talk, and I forgot to do it earlier, so that I can look at the comments while we talk. The myriad comment, comments. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm a l- randomly a bit distracted. Problem is, I don't know how to, oh, there you go. Peak hole. Hello, gents. Woo! Uh, okay, so, yeah, I've got that up as well. Because I'll be flicking to as and when. Uh, yeah, I've been feeling... Ah, oh, fuck me, now what? Yeah, just mute it. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a delay. Yeah. You're going to get confused. <laughs> it's you from the past. Uh, it's me from the past. Steve's invented the time machine. Ah, oh, I can't be bothered, Jez. It's oh, fine. Yeah. Right, so if you do leave a comment, we will get back to you, but maybe not straight away. Yeah, I can't be bothered. It's doing my head in. Um, <laughs> so... Yes. Why, why are you feeling down? You're not sleeping. I know that much. I know I'm not sleeping. Um, I, I think that I am getting really stressed about it in as much as I'm getting really worried about catching it. Right. And because what my song of the week is going to be in a minute. Um, but yeah, really stressing about catching it. It's getting me down that I feel like that. Um, I, I've I spent my whole life going, oh, I want to do is be at home when I'm out. And then when I'm at home, now I'm thinking all I want to do is be out. I don't seem like I can ever be happy. Well, you've stumbled upon the human condition there. Yeah. We're never satisfied. I don't know if it's me or if it's just human. Oh, no, that's, that's human beings. I, so you... I can't understand why I feel like that. That is the essence of being human. You, you always want what you can't have, and when you get it, you want something else. Yeah. But people saying they're living a simpler life and all this sort of stuff. But yeah, I feel a bit cooped up. Yeah, when I'm out, all I want to do is be at home. <laughs> mm. What does that mean? Well, Doctor. I'm. Doctor. <laughs> The psychologist. Oh. <laughs> Doctor, but, help me. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to fix that because that's. I think that's most people's, but I don't think that's just me personally. Yeah, you're nothing special. Can't <laughs> be fucking special. Not even special. Can't even, can't even have that one. For, to various degrees, <clears throat> that's what everyone has, and that's that's what makes people unhappy. Is they they yeah. get something they want, and then when they get it, they don't want it anymore. No. And like, yeah, I like being in my garden and that sort of stuff. But I think it's not. It's actually weirdly enough. I don't even like them, but I miss my friends. 
like mm. that kind well, of like you know we've been doing those like little um those Instagram not Instagram those like house parties stupid Zoom things and stuff Zooms, and yeah. they're massively frustrating because you can't really talk to anyone yeah I find them yeah it's nice to see everyone's faces and have a chat but you find depending on the size of the group like I, when I, I speak to my parents every mm-hmm. night with the rest of my sisters and we do a little quiz but I, the, I don't know if our reception's bad or their reception's bad but, but it's, it's, hello hello yeah there's a lot of repeating yourself which I hate hmm. and Sorry? a lot of <laughs> Get wound up by it. Uh, yeah, and mostly frustration. Yep. But at the same time, it's nice to see him. And if you've got a good internet connection, it's probably it's probably a really good thing. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know if that's what it is or not, but it's. But all it takes is one bad internet connection. Yeah. In a group of four or five, someone's yeah. going to have a bad internet connection. Seems that way. Well, we should have had Jeremy <laughs> Corbyn's fibre optic well, uh, yep. revolution. But. So, what's your song of the week? Well, I kind of ruined it really with. Uh, my how has my week been? But I was going to choose birthday by the Sugar Cubes, Bjork's old bands, just uh, because that's kind of been the, this week was about. We made a kind of big deal of it, and it actually turned into a really big positive. Which and I was expecting her to be. She's actually been really understanding when we broke it to her that she's only she just turned seven. I was expecting her to be really upset that she couldn't see her friends because mm-hmm. she started to get to grips with understanding why she can't see her friends yep. now at the start of it she was kept asking to go around and see her friends but now I think she gets it now and she responded really well to the to the situation so it's been a her actual birthday was on Friday but it's been a real positive end to the week well it's nice that you? she's got into it um, I have chosen okay, um, Black Sabbath Paranoid Sure. For that very reason. Big, big Every gym. little like cough and sniffle, I swear to God, I'm going, fucking hell, I've got it! Mm. Again, I imagine that a lot of people are going through that. Yeah, I bet they are. Like, every single time you kind of like, I was hot in bed and I was like, oh, Christ, I've got a fever. How, uh, what are you doing about watching the news now? How, are, you, how, yeah, are you keeping up to date with the, you know, are we flattening the curve, all that talk? A little bit. I've, I've made a conscious effort to try not to watch it as much as I was it's like an obsession isn't it you kind of yeah. end up watching the same thing on repeats over and over and over again yeah. and I'm making a, trying to make a conscious effort to get off that a little bit I still keep trying to keep up to date but don't watch it as it's, yeah, it's too much and um, the Twitter thing as well we said last week about that kind of Twitter wars that are going on of moving away a little bit less and going back to what, looking at people on Instagram <laughs> Hot girls again. Yeah. Nothing can go wrong there. No, that won't make you, make you feel frustrated at all. No. That might make me feel uh, better about myself. Yeah. Well, actually, speaking of Twitter, I was going to bring up uh, my recommendation of the week. Yep. This week, Jesse's recommendation of the week. Uh, I don't know if any of you have seen this, but Tim Burgess out of the Charlatans mm-hmm. has uh, sort of shown one of the positive sides of Twitter. In this, in this, I think he's been doing it before lockdown, but since lockdown started, he's been doing it every night. He does these like listening parties. Yeah. He searched, I think the hashtag is Tim's Twitter party or something, yep. or Tim's listening party or something like that. Uh, and so he encourages music fans to kind of put on an album at the exact same time, whether you've got it on vinyl, physical release, or just put it on Spotify. That's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. And you all listen to this same album, and then on Twitter, you just follow the hashtag, and you know, mm-hmm. it's that sense of community. Everyone's listening to the same thing, and you chat about your favourite songs and what they mean to you, blah blah blah. And like, there's always a member or a couple of members of the band or the producer get involved and give you little insights into 
the making of the record and what the songs meant and little stories and uh, they often share little photo, unseen photos and stuff. And it's really, it's a really good, really good vibe. And it just, it does show you the sometimes. Can you watch? Did you look at it after the event and just look at all the comments? You can yeah, I've done that with sometimes. If yeah. I'm not, if the kids won't go to sleep, I'll I miss the like start, so I can't listen to it yep. at the same time. So I will just go back and look at the <clears> comments. Uh, but you get more out of it if you are listening to it at the same time. But yeah, you can just go back and I did that. With What's the story, Morning Glory? I went and just mm-hmm. looked back through the comments. Whereas part life, I was listening to it. Did you skip any of them? What comments? What's what the story? Any tracks? songs? Yeah. Uh, well, no, that one I didn't actually hey, listen now. through. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is average. Yeah. <laughs> it's bang average. Well, I, li- I listened to it through the next day actually, uh, when I was in the shower. Okay. And yeah, I did think some some of it. I was like, Do you know what that is? That's, cl- that's really stood the test of time. And some, some might say, some might say, uh, cast no shadow. Yeah, champagne been over. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard. I literally hadn't heard Wonderwall. It had been a long time since I'd actually listened to Wonderwall because it's so kind of yeah. ubiquitous and you hear it all the time. You know those this is like Mr. Brightside, those kind of busker yeah. karaoke songs that you've heard so much that they lost all meaning. Yeah. When you hear it in the context of the album, yeah. and you remember like what it kind of that first time you do you remember the first time you heard it? Uh, I, that I can remember was probably when I saw them at Elf's Call. I must have heard it before that. But what, before the album? Already, I think it was at number two in the charts when mm. I uh, when I saw them at Elf's Call. Oasis, but I can't remember. Um, obviously, I must have heard it before that. Well, that's one of the songs I remember the first time thinking that is <clears throat> like that's an, that is going to go mental. Mm. That is a hit. Mm-hmm. It's not very often I. You think that? I think that. I remember Amy Winehouse's Rehab. I heard that first time and I was like, that's that's a hit. I should have been in A and R. Should have done, yeah. <laughs> two two slices. Well, you probably sure you couldn't do that with our band. Yeah, true. Well, well, I didn't have the material to work with. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Tim's Twitter listening party. Fi- just find Tim Burgess on. Maybe you Twitter. can do one. Jez's masturbatory party. You can <laughs> well, send the link of like, what you're going to watch tonight. And, uh, uh, yeah. Well, I don't think. You yeah. Live tweet it. Yeah, I don't think anyone wants. I did. Did you see my Instagram yesterday? Hi. I put a picture of. Oh, it's normally kids. Oh, yeah, so people are. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not allowed to look at that kind of stuff, are you? <laughs> Yeah, no, I do mostly am guilty of sharing too many pictures of my kids. But I shared a picture of us in the garden. My, it was a slow-mo video of Darcy yep. jumping through a sprinkler. Yep. But then I suddenly felt guilty that people who don't have a garden might have seen it. And I've, I thought, well, hmm. that's a bit harsh. So I shared a picture of me you must have been with my arse out. Going, oh. ooh, like that, turning okay. around, going, yeah. Well, for the ladies, uh, one for the boys. Well, I just, the ladies. <laughs> just asked like an apology. You were Jess Dixon fan club. I don't know why I did it. Yeah. Boredom, mostly. Yeah. I'm just looking for inter- desperate for interaction. Um, mate, message me, please. Talking to message me. Yeah. We last few weeks we've been talking about all our different things we've been on and what we've been doing, and I had mm. an email. Oh, okay. From who? Um, who? All the way from Australia, Luke Bevans. Oh, Lukey Bevans. So I was going to read it out, although I worry I when I read out, but I just thought you'd like to hear it. I would like to hear it. Yeah. Um, so hello there. Firstly, it's been fucking ages, but I wanted to say hi. I love the podcast, and all the old memories have been great, but also Jez's deep catalogue of Alan Partridge jokes makes me feel like I'm not the only person on earth who cracks the same old dad jokes. <laughs> so a little dick, straight have, away. <laughs> you could have edited that bit out. Yeah, I don't know if I should be reading everything, but um, I've been going over some of the old back catalogue 
We should probably say who Luke, Bev- Luke Bevans is. Yeah. Put it I in just context. people assume that everyone knows who he is. <laughs> yeah. Well, given that our listeners are me, you... Tim Donnelly. <laughs> Tim Donnelly and the rest of and our band. John. Yeah. No, uh, so for anyone who doesn't know, Luke Bevans was uh, the... He worked for Universal Records as well as other major record companies. He worked with the Smashing Pumpkins and <clears throat> Embrace and all these big bands in the 90s. And mm-hmm. then he started his own label that released our first... Our band's first single, and yep. then he also later in our kind of career he introduced us to our probably best manager. Yeah, which, so you played which a, I forgot about that. Yeah, well, so yeah, he was. Um, yeah, well, I felt like we sh- we didn't really mention him enough so far, really. You know, mm. it's actually nice that he's actually kind of listened to it and actually kind of con- he's probably connected, and he's purchased a few bits of FRC merch as well, which, which is you really- can do at bestdaysvintage.co.uk. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So basically. Um, I've been going over some of the old back catalogue. I also have some old photos somewhere that I'll dig out. My favourites were always the time that we personalised the Tape 23 releases in mine and Sarah's flat. Fun times. Some regrets. I really wish I'd done even more to keep FOK on Headwrecker after the release of Tape 23. I thought Hands was going to be massive and I still love that song, but when I hear it I also feel a lot of regret. I had a bit of a ding-dong with Abby over you leaving... And I wish I could have done more at the time to keep you at that point. With New Adventures, I remember the first time so vividly as I'd not met Helen before. <laughs> and, and then the first big gig at the Luminaire with half the industry there. And I was in charge of the guest list. The whole thing seemed out of control and I felt tremendously guilty. Don't worry, that's my shit. Recalling how many of the managers I tried to set you up with before, Jay. And I felt guilty at the time when I left Australia and, and, and Helen and but leaving you guys all the same. I think it's great you're going over the past like this. There's loads more to cover. It's like, a bit like Peter Crouch's podcast for ex-musos, but not as good. <laughs> I did it a bit. You had it. Of course <laughs> I did. Okay. Yeah. Um, you might remember I have a mate um, called Julian. He wrote a long forgot a, a book that tallies nicely with the failed Rockstar Club called Abandalism. He'd be oh, yeah. a, fantastic, a fantastic guest to get on. He would be. Yeah. Uh, that's Vandalism yeah. by Julian. What's his name? Last name? Um, blah, 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 blah. Ridge? Yeah, that's it. something like that, isn't it? Julian. Oh, Ridgeway? I, I want to say Ridgeway. Ridgeway, yeah, you're right. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there, so Luke Bevans. Thanks, Luke. It's nice, though, that. Well, he had. It's like certain things from that that I don't remember. I didn't remember. Like I couldn't remember him that he was the one that introduced us to Jay. I remember that, yeah, and I also remember but that gig know. at the Luminaire where I think was that our first first gig. Or what is one of the very early New Adventures gigs, and we completely fucked it up because we were really nervous and the, the atmosphere was a night was the, uh, yeah. The whole audience was made up of music it? industry, so there was no <laughs> no one clapped from what I remember, which is always. <laughs> It was a bit demoralising. I, I, I replied to Luke and I said that, and that, um, that we went into our shell quite a lot. Oh, we did, yeah. I, I take responsibility for that. I remember my keyboard stand was breaking, and I was, had to rest it on my lap for the first song. And I was, yeah. I was all like playing it like that, trying to hold on uh, onto yeah. the keyboard. Yeah. Oh, that's one of my like flashback moments. I have when I panic get cold, cold sweats. Yeah. Mm. And then and that was first song, and then I, I don't think we ever we don't we never recovered from that. No, it's like a, a tide of fear went in panic almost yeah. goes through the um, goes through the band, doesn't it? Like a, yeah. like a wash of like, fear. 
but that's well, that's one of those like sliding doors moments. I, I look back to there was a gig at the the famous uh, power cut gig. I say famous, <laughs> famous, famous in our circle. Famous yeah. between me and Steve. We <laughs> played a gig at Notting Hill Arts Club, and it was again. It was the week our second single was out, and it, it was packed. They were queuing around the road. We were like single of the week on some radio. Lauren Laverne just played us. Lauren Laverne just played us, and our song was called "I Don't Know What to Do with My Hands." And she said, "What was wrong?" She goes, "Just pop them in your pockets, love." <laughs> She's not Scottish or Irish, whatever I did then. She's from Sunderland, but mm. uh, yeah, and it was all like this is this is happening, boys, and then. During our set, every song we played, cut everything cut out. Well, everything that was plugged into the mains mm-hmm. cut out. The uh, first, the first chorus, wasn't when it? When we hit the first chorus, which was often our highlight. Yeah. Every song. And so we just gave up, and it was like, fucking hell, we can't catch a break. Then the equivalent with New Adventures was that gig at the Lumiere, where we just, we just bricked it. Mm. I, th- I don't know if we were told the whole audience's oh, industry turned up. We sh- somebody shouldn't have told us that. <laughs> we, we probably should have managed the whole situation a hell of a lot better because we weren't ready. No. We weren't prepared for it, and we we should have not done it. From what I remember, we just uh, we were on early. From what I remember, I don't, I don't think we got pissed enough. I think we just. <laughs> we might. Up. I didn't get pissed enough. Yeah. Anyway, happy days. See you around. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Another happy story from the Rock Rockstar Club. <laughs> so this episode, but you've got to learn from our mistakes. This is the this is the whole point. This is advice, isn't it? Mm. If you're in a young band going through this, don't shit your pants <laughs> when the industry turn up. Just be yourself. Yeah. Relax. Do don't what you worry do. About it. Yeah, it's going to be fine. It's only your whole career. <laughs> yeah, you could end up owning a vintage shop that doesn't sell any clothes. <laughs> be brilliant. <laughs> we do. That's only a half joke. Mm. This episode. Yes. That wasn't even the episode. No, that was not just... even started yet. That was the starter. <laughs> it's a mere hors d'oeuvre. This episode, I've called the My Song episode. It's kind of going to be like a Desert Island Disc thing, isn't it? Yes. Except imagine Desert Island Disc, but with Muggles as the guests and Muggles as the presenter. I don't know what that is. That, that's a Harry Potter reference. Muggles been... are like non-magic people. Okay, I've literally never seen a... <laughs> Well, it's become... I don't know if that's just in my house, but, you know, like, you'd say the muggle version of Big Brother instead of the celebrity version. No, you never... (laughs) Okay. Well, that's what we call it in my house. Ordinary people. Okay. Who can't do magic. That's what it is in Harry Potter. Okay. Well, that's definitely us. Dead ordinary, Alan. (laughs) There you go. Little one for Bevan's there. Um, So, I I don't know how to do this. I think I'll do you first. Oh, we're going to go... Yeah, yeah. Aren't we going to do, like... Both yeah, of them. I don't know. Would you would you rather? Uh, I think that makes more sense rather than okay. So um, too much of one person. I've basically made a list of like songs that remind us of certain times and what those songs are. So Jez, number mm. one, I'd like you to tell me a song that you have from a happy time. So this was quite an easy one. Uh, there, I mean, all almost all music makes me happy. But there's this very specific moment I remember. All the best music reminds you of a, a time in your life, I think, mm-hmm. a specific time in your life. And I remember, not to go on about that, but when my first child was born, yes, when uh, Darcy was born, it was like maybe two, three days after she'd been born, I'd made this playlist mm-hmm. to, for like giving birth. And we didn't get to use it because it all happened so quickly. <laughs> I almost, very much, almost missed the birth. It was like I was in a sitcom or something uh, and 
I listened to the place on the way into Camden Town to register Darcy's name. Mm-hmm. Which you have to do, it's kind of like a tradition that the man goes and does that or whatever. I listened to this playlist and Under the Westway by Blur mm-hmm. came on this podcast. I think it was from the maybe the year before, it was when Blur had reformed. Yeah. And they'd. Well, because nine months before, wasn't it? Well, yeah. yeah. She was actually conceived at one of those Olympic, mm. at one of those Olympic mm. parties. Uh, not at there, not physically at there on, on the day. Uh, but anyway, I, I remember walking in with my headphones on and that song came on. And it, I mean, it also represents like Blur getting back together and like mm. releasing new music for the first time. The summer. Graham one of the greatest summers the summer. this country ever had. It was a really great time and I just bought, I just bawled with happiness. It was just one of those... Really what, amazing in the, moments. In, in the just in the street. Oh, in the street. Walking, yeah, walking to the tube. People are avoiding station. you. Probably. Yeah. Well, no, this was in the days where you could walk right next oh, to people. Not because of some geezer crying down the street. <laughs> no, well, I was. I can cry subtly. Okay. Under my sunglasses, probably. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was just a really. I always, whenever I hear that song now, mm-hmm. and I think it's, it's just a great song anyway. Yep. I, it, it was, you know, What's very that? much like they can still, they've still got it. Yeah. It's just a very, very happy moment what about you I opted for yeah yeah yeah's maps mm-hmm. but the Jess Dixon version oh well that's me by the way yeah so when I got married one of the songs we did for my first dance actually was that was what well, it was that it was definitively that, that yeah um, guys when we, we got married uh, we did like a little gig there as well and as part of it the first dance was that wasn't it it was, yeah. And I've still got it recorded on my phone because we rehearsed, we practiced in here, and I recorded it. So every now and then, I like to listen to it. Oh, you could you could put that on the podcast. You could add that to the podcast, yeah, you? yeah. But it's yeah, it was like a really nice version. You and Helen. Well, that, I mean, again, that's just a beautiful song. Yeah, and like that, that kind of that version of it as well. And like you gave me that thing for Christmas with like the lyrics. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of that even in here when we were when we were practicing here that kind of like you know it was kind of coming up and it was like really exciting and I felt kind of like really emotional listening to it and so yeah every time I hear that I still have those emotional versions that was really good fun actually practicing for that mm. when it was kind of no no pressure and you just and we picked some songs that obviously meant a lot to you mm-hmm. and they were, they were all really just good songs good songs obviously. anyway but they were like were songs that were important as yeah. well and everyone, I think everyone knew that, didn't they? As well. Yeah, it felt like you it. could really like just even, even though we played them quite a lot, practicing them, they yeah. still they still had that, yeah, that emotional resonance, yeah. which was lovely. Yeah, it was good when we did that in here, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really good. We should do that more often. Probably, mm-hmm. yeah, Raffles in there, so it's probably <laughs> better. Say, 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 oh, say, say, say. 
Okay, so the next one is the other side of the coin. I'd like a song from a sad time. Okay, well, uh, here's a here's a massive twist. Yeah. It's, a, it's a Radiohead song. Uh, so, do you know the song Harry Patch in memory of? Mm. It's quite an... It was like a download only. It's, not, it's on Spotify now, but it was like a standalone release. I might know. They did it. It's about the last guy who survived... This last surviving person who saw World War One. Okay, and then he he died, and they wrote like a song about him being the last one. Mm-hmm. And it came, I, from what I remember, it came up. It was during that time where the band had either just split up or was just splitting up, and so it was a a sad a sad time anyway in my life. The, the closest I've come to what I would call, you know, having bad mental health. Mm. Uh, yeah, wasn't sleeping, and. It's, yeah, it's just it's a it's got these amazing string. You've definitely heard it. It's that they recorded it in like a church. And it's got that string line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got that beautiful yeah, string yeah. line. Just really mournful strings, and it oh, it just again sobbing, but in a different in a different way. Yeah. Like and again, when I hear that song, I just because it what it means. Like it's, it's, he was like oh, I don't know a hundred or something, and he was the last surviving person from World War One. It's it's just a beautiful song, beautiful kind of subject matter but and it, I heard it at a time when I was quite emotionally <laughs> vulnerable bon, yep. and music can again yeah, get you a the powerful other force side in of that. the coin as well yeah how about you um, I have cho- chosen a, well new adventures never get caught cool. <laughs> because when my uncle passed away they played oh, it at his funeral <laughs> oh god and what happened you uh, going to tell the full yeah and the CD skipped during the freaking funeral, didn't it? And I was, and I didn't know, I didn't know they were going to play it. And everyone kept looking, like looking around. And my aunt was like, "I get, oh, I get." Like, uh, yeah, she was like really stressed about it, and it was a stressful time anyway. And all I could think was like, "Fucking hell, we can't even get this right." <laughs> I get secondhand cringe from that story. From yeah, that story. it's like because out of the fucking I'm... Ricky Gervais thing or something, yeah. where it's like, oh. Like yeah, it was. Was it like a CDR? So it was like a copy of the CD. CD. It must yeah, have been a CDR. So... Those, yeah. Oh it, yeah, like, I get it started that's... off and everyone was like, oh, oh. I feel a little bit sick. You telling me that story actually again? I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, uh, but the, the song itself now is like it reminds me of my uncle's funeral and how tough it was. And there's also the other one they did was like chasing cars. Played that as well, and that still gets my aunt and my mum. I know. Like, well, I bet. I guess there's some some funerals. Like I've been to some funerals recently where it did really feel much more like a celebration than a kind mm-hmm. of a morning and I really I really got a lot out of it. it it did kind of and the music that was used really normally it's someone that's a bit older right as well like who's like lived their life yeah yeah well, someone, that, someone that's quite passed too soon it's like yeah well it's, it's obviously sad and then at the start when you you know when the coffin or whatever comes in yeah. that's the bit where you, you are really sad and then people say a few things and you hear these hear music and suddenly it feels a bit more joyful and you kind of celebrate their life rather than mourn their death mm-hmm. that's that's how I <laughs> so we've, gone, yeah. we've gone pretty dark again but that's how I want my funeral to be like have, have a little bit at the beginning where you're a bit sad yeah I genuinely it's a cigarros track that I want there's this big epic sweeping cigarros track and I want like little you know projections of my yeah. face, so you get some good tears. I want some good crying. Okay. But then cut into like YMCA or 
Gertrude. A birdie song or so, something that just really cuts the tension and everyone's yeah. laughing. Yeah. Okay? At you, I, I, this you? is gone on record with this a few times, so it better happen. Yeah. I, I hope Rox knows what the name of the song is. Because cigarette one. Never, yeah, remember, to, never remember what, it, what the song is. Yeah, well, there's two that I've, I'm happy with either. It's, it's for, well, I don't, you don't need to hear it. I've written it down somewhere. <laughs> In my will. Okay. Okay, well, let's okay, move um, on. Move on, yep, yeah, to um, the next one is a song from childhood. Song that reminds you of your youth, your childhood, uh, particularly your childhood. Go yeah, on. well, in my household growing up, pop, pop music was almost banned. <laughs> my dad is a classical music Nazi, and he's not a Nazi. <laughs> he did have a little moustache when I was growing up, but he's very much a liberal kind of guy. Mm. He hates Nazis, if anything. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he was. He, it was pretty he much only classical music. No, he won't be listening. He doesn't. I bet if you asked him what a podcast was, he wouldn't know. Uh, but yeah, it was. It was almost exclusively classical music in the house and in the car, mm-hmm. except for the best of the Beach Boys mm-hmm. was allowed in the yeah. car, and we would go on family holidays. <laughs> Joe McMara, McMara, oh, sure. Hey, Joe. Uh, we'd go on family holidays and so all we would listen to is the best of the Beach Boys like on cassette yep. flipped flipped round again mm-hmm. just go round and round and because we're quite a musical family you'd be sort of doing the harmonies or whatever mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of what I my ability to do harmonies which in many so ways is my car. greatest strength mm-hmm. singing along to the Beach Boys growing up and mm-hmm. uh, Heroes and Villains is one of my absolute I've been in this town so long that back in the city I've been taken for a lost favourite Beach Boy songs which at the time I just thought was just a great tune but you listen to it now it's like a fucking symphony yeah I didn't appreciate the like just how good Brian Wilson is now I listen to him I'm like how did you come up with that no, no. it's impressive work isn't it yeah, it really is yeah I mean, that's probably why my dad that, that's why it was allowed because mm. his songs are so I, think there'll be, I think there's a lot to be said for people's youths like songs that they remind, remember listening to in the car with their parents because that's the one I picked yeah and I think it's probably like a one time where you consume music as a family. Yeah. And particularly when mum or dad is playing and playing. Yeah, and there's that cross-generational, yeah. you're both enjoying something together. Mm-hmm. Something you, you might not have chosen, but yeah. because it's on in the car, you've got no choice. Yeah. And you're all there hearing the same thing. Yeah. That doesn't happen that often. No, that's probably one thing that life. you kind of end up... That's why probably a lot of people like end up liking some music that their parents like. There'll be like one or two albums or bands that... Give you that warm nostalgic feeling. Yeah, yeah totally. There's also that when you're in the back of the car and you're sort of half falling asleep as well. And that when music really, that's when music really sounds good. I think a lot of music. So I've chosen Dire Straits' "Private Investigations." <laughs> sure, it's a cutting edge choice. Yeah, but it's that is a, it actually is a good, good song. Well, how many dads? Um, God, I wonder how well, I was. This is this podcast. You're going to be freaked out about the bird. Yes, that's not a bird in here. What did you recognise the call of that bird? Yeah, that's the um, the call of the um, the saggy tit. <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah. So I used to listen to Private Investigation. Well, all the Dice songs, but that one particularly because the bit I don't know who knows that song, but it's a bit of a boom, boom, baseline that comes in. And me and my brothers at the time used to pretend that it was a dinosaur chasing the car. <laughs> was this around Jurassic Park? I 
think it, it was pre-Jurassic Park. Pre-Jurassic Park. Very much pioneers in the... In the dinosaur. Well, that came out pretty sure it was 93. We were pretty young, so I can't, I can't remember entirely. But yeah, that song, for some reason, it just reminds me of, of being young. Like a young boy in the back of the car, and that song nice. would come on because it was a bit like ooh scary. <laughs> yeah. But I heard Brothers in Arms. I hadn't heard Brothers in Arms the song. Yep. In a long time. Ah, so good. Mm. So good. He's bloody brilliant, in my opinion. Not for love. Yeah. Decent liquor. <laughs> Decent liquor. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I, it's in my top. Probably my top song of all time is Romeo and Juliet by Dire Straits. That yeah, you do it well. You... Yeah, it's, it's my top song. Of Famously, time. your favourite song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I'd like to move on to the next one, which is a song. I've not begun on tour, but a song that reminds you of being on being on tour, not begin on tour. On the being road on tour. again. I just can't wait. Who sings that? To get back on the road again. Is that John Denver? Anyway, that's not the song. No, uh, no memory. Well. Early touring days, but in the Fans of Kate era, Jamie was very much... He was our guitarist to We Let Go, uh, if you're a regular regular listener. Uh, he would often bring the new music to the table. Yep. Ooh. Yep. Yeah. New music at the time, old music now. Well, yeah, of course. Old money now. But he... And so there's a few albums that I remember listening for the first time in on when we're on tour. Hot Fuss, for example. I distinctly remember listening to that. Oh, yep, yep. Uh, but I've ch- I've gone with uh, Geezer's Need Excitement Ooh, Strings I thought you were going to pick the same song as me Ooh. No you didn't Because uh, I remember when he put on original pirate material That yeah. first Streets album And it was like nothing I'd ever heard before And I remember for ages in the fact we would Well I remember Because he figured out how to play uh, Record stuff on the internet didn't he Yeah he, he was very much a pioneer of piracy Yeah <laughs> So please if you're looking for someone <laughs> you got time on your hands uh, no, I don't mean that. Uh, yeah, he would. He would kind of. He had his finger on the pulse much more than we did with new music. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I just remember that I'd read about the streets. I think, but I hadn't heard them. And then uh, maybe pretty soon after it came out, we heard it. And I would often do impressions of just talking about because it, all it seemed to be was just talking about your day in a, you know, talking about mundane things like oh, mm-hmm. just go for a cup of tea. Oh, look, there's a guy in the chicken shop. And you said it sounded like the streets, just with a beat behind it. Mm. But you know, nobody else was doing it. It sounded, it sounded, it still does sound. It sounds brilliant. Yeah, I still it, love it's that. such a distinct Those sound. First two albums are brilliant. Well, that's it. I yeah, I prefer the second. I prefer a Grand Don't Come for Free. That yeah. that to me is his masterpiece. Yeah. His magnum opus. Uh, but yeah, the original pirate material reminds me of Tori. You? I had a choice of two. It was either going to be Chaz and Dave, <laughs> that live album, probably good yeah. job. Sure, but. <laughs> I've opted for the Libertines, Boys in the Band. Oh, yeah. For the same reason. That makes sense. Because Jay, yeah, that was one of the albums that came out as well, wasn't it, quite early on? Yeah. And that song as well was kind of felt like on tour, we'd all like sing along to that. Yeah. In the the band. That was a Jamie rip off the internet. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he had a, it was the Libertines and then Ordinary Boys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Both both albums on uh, one tape. I think you'd got it onto one tape. Mm. So yeah, that's it. Um, that yeah, hasn't aged well, I don't think. The ordinary boys. Ordinary boys. What about the libos? I can't say I've ever been a massive fan. I, I hear yeah that the libos. Do people call them that? Or is it just me? <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to ask the Finch. Is the yeah. Finch watching? Uh, libs. The, libs. the teens. <laughs> Probably not the teens. The teens. Uh, <laughs> that's the teens. Yeah, I was never a, 
didn't it didn't connect with me maybe because I wasn't on heroin mm. <laughs> I don't know but they, they mean a lot to there's a certain mm. generation I don't know if I just I, I felt like that was the first band that I didn't understand yeah that came out they felt like, like what blurred to me when I was mm-hmm. 14, 15 were mm-hmm. to the next generation of in inverted commas indie kids yeah and there really seemed to be a whole culture around it and that yeah. whole album yeah. stuff which didn't really speak to me, but I bet it. Would, if it had come out when I was fourteen, yeah, you would have been all over it. I'd have been over it like a rash. But I think I just missed missed the boat. Yeah, just slightly on the edge of it. Like I, I like it. I still listen back with fond memories, and I like yeah. that album. But yeah, I, I definitely de- definitely felt like it was the first band that I didn't quite get. Yeah, on a kind of cultural mm-hmm. level. Yeah. But do you remember we because we were a London band. Whenever we play outside of London, all the kind of indie looking. Specifically, girls mm-hmm. would always be like, "Do you know? Do you know Pete Doherty? Yeah, you, of course. Do you know Carl Barrett and Steve, being the moral stand-up guy, would always say yes if it meant he uh, could get off of them. So there you go. That's your man there. Good. Thanks for that. Good. I know it's always me. No, 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 no. Well, you were the single one. We've talked. We've talked about this. You were the only one. Yeah. Who um, had the opportunity? So moving on, I want to. Ask you then, Jez, a mm. song that reminds you of me, in brackets, not in a gay way. Not in a gay way, just want to say, hey. So, uh, so not well, in a gay way. We might have that... gone for the same one here. Okay, maybe not. Oh, I've got maybe. Well, I've gone for the song that we... It straddles a lot of strands of our life, because when we were working in Rocket, the very early days, we... Made up a dance routine. To oh no, I haven't gone. Got that. Okay, no. few. So, live and let die. Yeah, wings. Mm-hmm. Paul McCartney and wings. That's my choice because <clears throat> a, it's a great song, but b, me and Steve are both big James Bond fans. So off in Rocket, where we used to work when the whole band thing was going on, that was like our side gig. And I say side gig, that's how we made up money. <laughs> Very much the gig, but uh, we would have Bond hour every afternoon at three o'clock. Yeah, and we put on the best of Bond, best of Bond. It's really gone. Best of Bond, James Bond. The best of Bond, James Bond. Yeah, and for some, I don't know what, how it started, but we invented a dance routine to Live and Let Die, uh, and then and now, obviously, whenever it comes on, that's what I think of. I think of us doing that. Yeah, and uh, then we did it. We performed it at my wedding. Yeah, just after your first <laughs> dance, the second dance was us doing Jane, Bond, yeah. James Bond. So very, the way I essentially have two wives, my actual <laughs> wife and my show business wife, <laughs> Steve, and often the two are competing with each other. But that's a, that's another podcast. Yeah. That's more to talk about to my psychiatrist. Yeah, I'd say. But uh, yeah, my second dance at my wedding, and then we did we did it at your wedding too, didn't we? Or did we? We didn't know it at my wedding. We were planning to. We, we put it. I put it on the playlist, but yeah, it never came up. Oh, and I got I drunk. And yeah, I forgot. yeah. So it was, it was on shuffle on Steve's player. Mm. So. It, it was on the on there, but it didn't, no. didn't come on. We actually spoke about maybe doing a dance routine on the um, the little TV <laughs> isolation station TV at some point. Mm. Yeah. But we're <laughs> we're in talks about that. Yeah. But yeah, that song will always remind me yeah. of you. I've I had two choices, and I decided to go for "Wanna Dies," oh, you and me song. That was a song that we first bonded over at Indie Night at Student Union. I, th- I thought about going with one of those Indie Night songs, mm. like Lit or yeah. Blink-182 or something. But I seem to remember that was the first song that we kind of like started hanging out, <laughs> dancing together. Making eyes. <laughs> I don't know what you dance floor. 
But yeah. Well, it's a strange thing, isn't it? That you... I suppose we had spoken before we danced together. <laughs> because we, Let me get this is not in a gay way. We'd met, I think we'd met in the pub, and then we met at my halls of residence. But then, obviously, that's when we'd regularly see each other at the, the indie night at yeah. the student union. Loaded. And there were certain songs that would get played, because you used to DJ there, didn't you? Mm. There were certain songs you'd play, and... They were, All the time, because they only had about yeah. a certain amount of CDs. <laughs> yeah. And there were ones that would guarantee to get me up dancing. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah, The One of Dies, that was one of them. And then there was Lit. Yeah, My Own uh, Worst Enemy. My Own Worst Enemy, and Blink-182 is What's My Age Again. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, was a guarantee. <laughs> The other one I went through out of interest quickly was Weezer. My name is Jonas. Oh, yeah. Because you were the person that got me into that album. Oh, right, really? Mm. Thanks very much. And there's that line at the, there's that, that, that melody at the end where he hits the big notes and he kind of does that with his vocals. Because <laughs> wibbly with his vocals. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know why I chose that one, but I did. Yeah, but, that's yeah. a strange, strange I know it's a strange choice. That's, but you must have known Buddy Holly before. Then. I know Buddy Holly, but that album itself was like I hadn't really got right, into okay. particularly. That's the first song on that album, isn't it? Yeah, that's track one. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so uh, moving on. So moving away from a song that reminds me of you, not in a gay way, um, to a song that helps when you're feeling low. Yeah, I have gone with "Groovers in the Heart" by Delight because I think. That is one of those songs that yeah. just I cannot understand. I cannot fathom anyone not liking that song. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. one of the, there's a few songs where I think if you don't like this, you, what is going on in your? I wouldn't trust you if you didn't mm-hmm. like that song, and I wouldn't respect you. And I would think, what on earth is your problem? <laughs> this "Hey Ya" by uh, Outcast. I feel the same. Electric feel. Uh, MGMT, oh, that's yeah. another one. They're, they're just certain songs. There's something about the, the groove of them, but that song always makes me smile, and it is a guarantee if you play it at a wedding or a it's club a night, dance I, I, I will dance. I'll be up there at the very mm. least. It's an absolute bop. Uh, I yeah. have chosen, well, originally I wrote none. <laughs> Because okay. when I'm feeling miserable, there's not much you can do. Yeah. But I don't want to say that now because I feel like, <coughs> look like a right miserable twat. So I've, yeah, um, I have I have written also... Repair your reputation. BGs. Oh, the BGs? The BGs. Okay. Yeah. Um, staying alive. <laughs> you yeah. for an obscure choice Of all the BGs. Back catalogue, you're going for... <laughs> Saturday Night Fever, those ones, you know, those kind of like from well, that, that they, kind of disco thing, there's that kind of groove going on. You, but it's more songs that I'm, when I'm feeling really happy, like you're kind of like, yeah, decent. Yeah. If it gets you in the right mood, that is, that's another dance floor filler, isn't it? Yeah. I always wonder with the, B, the BGs. The BGs. When he, because they didn't, he didn't used to sing in that voice, that falsetto. Yeah. And just when he first said to his brothers, guys, I've got, <laughs> got this brilliant plan, this is how we're going to. Mm-hmm. Really prolong our career. I'm gonna sing like that. But, but whether they went, no, you're not. Yeah, did they go? Did they have the vision or did they just automatically shit all over the idea when yeah. someone comes up with a new idea? Yeah. And because they're brothers, they, have that, they probably have that weird well, ego. They prob- and he, he was the main songwriter, wasn't he? So I imagine there was a degree of that to yeah. toe the line. Yeah. But if I'd have been, imagine if I'd come to practice and said, you know, I, I think we're good guys, but we could be we're, better. Not, we're not niche enough. We need to. Have a distinct uh, USP, so I'm gonna. We, like we, never, we never wear trousers. <laughs> it, could, it should have been that. Yeah. 
we should be dancing, yeah. Like when he first unleashed that big long note from... Uh, well, it's like Michael Jackson. Nah! Well, like, yeah, exactly. I often think that... I, I picture the guy at the desk going, Michael, Michael, did you, did you just go, come on? What, what do you mean? What does that... What does Shaman mean? I've never... I've always wanted to... I don't know. Speak to a Michael Jackson enthusiast. Because yeah. it must... The first time he did it, people must have been going, what Maybe the fuck? Maybe he invented a language. Well, that's it. Well, like, that's it's another thing. Like Shakespeare, like invented all these phrases. Like when it, when they got first used in plays, mm-hmm. well, no one would have understood them. It's exactly like well, isn't Michael it like, Jackson's. Maybe it's a bit like Game of Thrones when someone's learnt this. Someone doesn't. Someone made Dothraki into a language. Well, yes, they have. But when they first spoke it, mm-hmm. nobody would have understood it. Klingon. Yeah, They're, you can do like degrees in that and stuff. No? <laughs> Pathetic. We digress. It's yeah. pathetic. Yeah, you're wasting. Well, that's it. the that's the lot. I mean, you're wasting could, your life. We could have gone on and on with that, but I didn't want to go too long into that. But but that's sad that there isn't songs that can pull you out. I don't Do you know ever remember are. the time when a song pulled you out of a proper slump? No, I can't remember a specific time. I'm sure. Do you ever do you ever do that? Do you ever take yourself out of the situation? Well, songs and make go me feel sadder rather than happy most of the time. I listen sometimes though when I know I'm feeling pretty good. Like if you're driving in a car and it's like Friday, the sun's out or whatever, you're like yeah, bang, make you feel even bang, better. Bang, bang, you're like everything's like, you know. There's that's why I pick the Bee Gees because it's something like that where it's like kind of disco stuff. Or if you're at work on a Saturday and the sun's out and it's a good vibe in there, you put some cool yeah, disco yeah. tunes on. It takes or, it up a notch. Yeah, yeah. There's like it, it there's, the there's, feel the good, there's feel good songs, but. Mm. If I'm feeling low, I don't know if there's songs that will actually make me feel better. Freddie can't. Would you believe it? Hey, Fred. See you tomorrow. Uh, yeah, anyway, so moving on. Um, I want to go on to Band for Life. Oh, yeah. live in the studio but we had a hmm. somebody a very nice girl called Anna message us on Instagram which we'd love for you to do too yeah uh, and s- said she'd been listening to the podcast while she'd been baking yep didn't she and that's a lovely thing and she sent us she sent her sent us her band for, bands for life yep so band for life just to explain you pick one band that you could listen to just exclusively them for the rest of your life you pick another band who you would erase from existence, like the Beatles in yep. that film with that guy in it. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. I was just thinking, all these, there's loads of people messaging on Facebook and I can't see what they're saying, so I'm sorry. Well, you'd, you'd read out the email. I'll see if okay. there's any... anything mildly interesting. Um, so, yeah, anyway, Band for Life. Um, so, Anna, she wrote, and then she emailed in with her two bands. So, the two bands she's gone for are the Pet Shop Boys... And the Kinks. Mm-hmm. So now, now I know which way round this is, so I can't yeah. guess. So I saw the saw the message. Yeah, but I, the way she'd written it in the first message, yeah, it confused you, it didn't looked, it? It looked like she, she's, she's gone for the she's gone the other way around. She's gone for 
get him in the bin straight away. The first band, get him in the bin. Well, sometimes she's got ma- she's got maverick. <laughs> hate can be a bigger motivator than love sometimes. Okay, a little bit of wisdom there. So I'm doing a lot of reading out in this program, and luckily, I'm good at reading. <laughs> it's very, you should be on Jack and all. Mm. Hi, Steve. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I'm by yeah, no jazz. I'm <laughs> I'm by oh, no yeah. means a music guru. If anything, I'm a music dunce. So this is based on nothing more than my own uneducated opinion. Hey. It comes from the heart. That's, you don't have to be educated on music. That's... No, exactly. Everyone has their own feelings. the whole yeah. point. Um, so I choose the Pet Shop Boys as my band for life got in a bin. Because their music does all the wrong things for me and I tend to find myself switching off before I've really given it a proper try. Unfortunately, everything from Neil Tennant's voice to the hideous 80s synth. I'm not anti-80s or anti-synth, but PSB... Our Pet Shop Boys are 80s synth at its worst. It sets my teeth on edge. And on the odd occasion I found myself listening to the lyrics, I can't help but think they're just a bit shit. (laughs) (laughs) There aren't many bands, musicians I truly dislike, but the Pet Shop Boys are definitely one of them. Uh, I can understand this. But just to stop there before... That's that's the end of the... yeah, Yeah. I get why people would be in... They're the kind of band, because they're very sort of... It's all about irony and uh, being like arch. It's kind of not... It's kind of a clever band rather than a... Like a cerebral cerebral Mm -hmm. band rather than from the heart. And so if you're someone who wants music with passion, I can understand why the Pet Shop Boys would be annoying. Okay. Uh, Even Go West. Even, (laughs) Even Go West. Which, west. which has a great dance move and is very chantable. Yes. But it doesn't touch me in my special place. So I'm, I'm with her in on the, this. That's not inner city pressure. God. Well, that's, that's a kind of pastiche. Also, uh, uh, west End Girls. West End Girls, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they are catchy. They can, they can write a catchy tune, but I think that I can see why they'd be mm, a problem for people. Not Yeah, because, because it's, it's not from the heart. No, there's no passion. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's very much like um, that kind of electronic craftwork uh, sign of pop. Yes, there's nothing organic in there. Yeah, it's all very ro- I am a robot. Yeah. When I look back upon my life, so that's going to annoy her. She just yeah. not that actually sounded anything like him. Okay, yeah, I, I kind of agree. Yeah, yeah. Okay, would you put me in the bin or would you? Uh, uh well. <laughs> I'm trying to think, is there any actual Pet Shop Boys that I get anything out of? If there was no Pet Shop Boys, there'd no, be no inner city pressure. In a, any by erasure? Are they the same mm, time? They must be in the same They're around the same time, but I, yeah, I don't think erasure formed off the back of Pet Shop Boys. I think they came off like the Communards and uh, Yazoo and all those okay. guys. So yeah, fine. Pet Shop Boys erased. We'll make that happen. Okay. Uh, my band for life are the Kinks. Not necessarily because I'm a diehard fan, but because I think their lyrics are witty and clever, and they're often unfairly overshadowed by the Beatles. Oh, the Beatles. Getting a dig in. <laughs> I like the Beatles a lot. Change the tune. <laughs> um, and I've got nothing against them, but I would just find the kinks funnier, both in the lyrics and in Ray Davis's delivery. They took wry observations on society and class and wove them into music that's fun to listen to and that still applies today. A lot of the time. Please don't judge me if I'm talking on my ass, which you're not because it's your opinion. Yep. All valid. All opinions um, are valid. Uh, blah, blah, blah. 
The Kinks music is funny, often dry, clever, fun to listen to, fun to sing along to, and everything the Pet Shop Boys aren't. Good luck with the podcasting. Steve, you're my favourite. That's all. Great opinions. We'll see, Mason. Me neither. So, yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, Yes, the Kinks. I like the Kinks. They wouldn't be my band for life. I prefer the Beatles. I don't know if you've heard of them. Yeah. And I think they're fairly overshadowed by the Beatles. Did you ever like when um, Ray Davis did that thing with Damon, with Damon Albarn on the White yes, Room? Yes, I loved that. And uh, obviously the Kinks were a massive influence on Blur, especially around that part of the era, which was very important to me. Well, the way she, what she read out there about um, observations of society and class and waving into music that's fun to listen to, that could be Blur. Yeah, that, yeah, that describes it. It could be Arctic Monkeys. And that's it. A lot of... People so were they trailblazers for these sort of bands? Criti- oh, definitely. You know, and Albon, Albon's on record of uh, Ray Davies being like a massive hero of his, uh, and he was criticised because he was writing in like third person, so singing songs about characters, characters, yeah, which is very much what Ray Davies did, and he was criticised for it. And I've mm-hmm. like read up on this. He was criticised for it at the time, uh, and so was Albon. They, like people want something a bit more. Personal, but obviously, when you come up with these characters, you kind didn't of didn't they? Didn't they say, well, especially with um, Great Escape, that they were criticised because they were a little bit too kind of like pointing, poking fun at people? Yeah, well, I think the Great Escape, which was the follow-up to Part Life, became they took that kind of maybe a bit too far because the, the characters were becoming a bit more caricature and kind of mm. less well observed and more cartoon-like. I guess that's that's what I felt. It all just felt a bit. Everything was like mag. Not yeah, yeah, no. I remember you know I mean? reading about that, and then they were criticised quite heavily for that, because obviously Park Club was such a huge album that it became a bit a um, pastiche for almost a pastiche of themselves, which is unfair, really. When I look back, and they've got some absolute bangers on that album. Yeah, we're looking at a vinyl of it up. Yeah, up there. Best days is on it. For God's sake. Yeah. For goodness' sake. Sorry. Shouldn't bring the Lord into it. This close to Easter. Um, Just lost his dad. Well, it's kind dad, of. Son. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's kind of as much as I've got for today. Yeah. Well, I think that's enough. That's a lot to go home with. Well, I think when you do your weekly blog, you'll make you know write these all down. Yeah, you I can that like, put links in there. Yeah. And yeah. Can you can you songs. can go and listen to our songs. Why mm. should you? I'll make a playlist because, of the songs. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Well, maybe you'll make a playlist of the songs, and I'll just yeah, so write I can, in a blog. I can do yeah. that. Yeah. I know how to do that. It's a team effort. Um, so we are. Coming to the end, so I want to say thanks everyone to listening. Um, obviously, because we still can't get any people in, we're kind of finding ways to, to talk about things and changing things up. So next week, so we're going to do a fashion one, right? Yes, and we might look into the technology of having people phone hmm. phone guests. Yeah. I think. And if anyone fun. wants to ed, uh, wants to send us their band for life, or yeah, like Anna did, yeah. that would be great. So send in your band for life. Send in any questions that you have for us, things you'd like to hear us chat yeah. about from related to music or mental health or fashion mm-hmm. do write in give us a call please and yeah look look for the merch on bestdaysvintage.co.uk um, you can subscribe subscribe on all those podcast places and also the socials are Best Days Vintage Instagram's the main one I guess Facebook Twitter um, TikTok occasionally and Snapchat kind of occasionally I do like, I do like four or five a day Snapchats five a day yeah different things just what do you do on there photos of my knob well okay good so uh, so yeah there's always something to kind of 
do and it's basically it's like the business um, which is kind of why we do this really it's to talk about um, it's a nice way for us to talk about our therapy I guess and things that we've been feeling but also we want to find a way to kind of like promote what we do as well as a, as a vintage business so that's sustainable vintage feel good prints and positive well being are the three kind of key areas that we try to as a business try to kind of promote um, shops close obviously but eventually they are open so we'll be back in there um, but in the meantime we're in the warehouse so yeah I hope you're all looking after each other staying home as much as you can uh, but keeping sane yeah uh, and we'll, we'll see you on the other side thanks for listening speak to you soon bye love you bye